Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee, Everything School HQ, down there in the home state, the home county, Gwinnett County, Brookwood Zone, Philip Jones returns after a couple of years away, but Coach Jones, how are you doing, sir? What up, Chase, man? Great to have you. Great to be back on. Always love being with you, even if you are from, you know, that orange and blue school down the street yep. that we don't want mm-hmm. to speak of. Um, but yeah, last summer we tried to make it work and I can't remember exactly what happened. I think I got pretty sick that week or something. It's all right. We made it happen. That's right. I'm just glad we're able to make it happen. And look, man, you know, you like Joey, you know, you like Joey Sturdivant. It's hard to to (laughs) hate a part of you legend. Too nice of a guy. He is, you know, we've, we're kind of new in our connection. I had a, actually Mm -hmm. had a really good connection with Eric and, um, we kind of continued that at North or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so just get to know Joey. I was, Kind of a young coach when he was playing at Parkview, but mm. you know he's uh, he's over there doing things his way and getting the culture kind of reset to what he wants to do and doing a great job. So there you go. And we got to get some we got to get some Brookwood. I mean, we have the Parkview Tennessee connection going right now. Mike Matthews coming into the fold here from Parkview. Right. Um, it's time for the Brookwood connection, the the pipeline to uh, make their way to Tennessee, coach. Yeah, we're I'm I'm good with it. If they want to come offer our players, I'm sure they'd be glad to go there. Um the uh they have offered our ninth grade running back. We have a pretty okay pretty spectacular one. Um but um but the biggest one was Dave Hunter, you know, the, the legend yeah. he was a Tennessee Tennessee alum himself. So mm-hmm. um so he always had that connection going. And our my previous principal, uh, Bo Ford, he's now moved back to Kingsport. Um, mm-hmm. which is where he's originally from and he's a he's a huge ball so every year when the Gamecocks and the balls played we always got to talk a lot of junk that week for sure there you go um and we won't talk about all the Tennessee South Carolina games uh, over the last couple of years uh we can we can avoid um, that no you know a couple of years ago you know the blind the, 
the blind hog found the acorn, I guess, a couple of years ago. But other than mm. that, it hadn't been too great for the, the Gamecocks, I'll be honest. But. but we'll see. We'll see. The SEC growing and everything else is changing a mile a minute, Coach. And I'm curious. So we're taping this late February here. Um, what's new this winter? What, uh, what, do, what have you changed? Because I'm always curious, like year over year, in terms of just evolving as a program and as a head football coach, what have you? Are you trying out new things this cycle? What what is new uh, that you might be resetting um, here? I don't know. I guess for me personally, just a lot of rejuvenation. Personally, mm-hmm. just pouring myself just deeply back into where I am and what I believe in here at Brookwood. Um, we had a young young team last year, and we kind of invested in our youth. The majority of our talent was um, younger, mm-hmm. and um, and we played the best ones. And we also had a really tough schedule, so. Um, a lot of the teams in our region were up and we were a little, you know, I hate to say it, but we were talent wise, we were a little bit younger. And so, Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the good news is we got a good core coming back. Um, but in terms of me personally, um, you know, really making a commitment as a, as an organization this year to, um, to accountability and toughness, Mm -hmm. um, and holding our players to, to much, to a higher standard, especially this off season, um, and kind of re there was, you know, a few things that kind of went away, I guess, like everybody, some things that went away with COVID and just kind of making a really strong renewed effort to bring a lot of those things that made us great as a program that might've slipped a little bit during COVID and a little bit after to bring those things back. Um, and I know me personally, I've always been an offensive guy, but I've really been yeah. pouring our, myself into our defense, um, almost daily meetings with our defensive coordinator, um, and, uh, just trying to just trying to be better, you know, and uh, really pouring myself into what we do on defense so I can be better helping him and, you know, just be a better steward of the program. How much so. do you, when you become a CEO type coach, I mean, like you said, you've always been uh, more of an offensive guy, like through the, like, as you're moving up the ranks and you're evolving as a coach, are you still keeping the back of your mind? Like I need to be uh, as versatile as humanly possible so that when I do get my opportunity as a head coach that I can be in those meetings. Cause I talk to coaches who they're like, no, I'm totally fine. Like if I'm an offensive guy and I trust who I hire as DC and I'm good with that guy doing his own thing. And some, uh, want to be involved in everything. Did you, is that something you were thinking about, uh, over the years? Yeah. I mean, um, some of it was by default. I mean, like I hate to, you know, this kind of sounds a little bit bad, but I became a head coach when I was 33. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I think I had only been a varsity coach for five or six years yeah. and just and primarily on the offensive side of the ball. And I had really never coached much defense, never played any defense. Um, and um, and even then I was mainly a lineman and hadn't even done a ton of passing game stuff. So um, but, you know, for you know, just was fortunate to get a job pretty early. And I've had to catch up on a lot of the um, nuts and bolts of the game, honestly, um, kind of as I've gone. Mm. Um, so that's, and, um, you know, that's so always taken pride to this point in my, and still as a head coach in, you know, and not micromanaging and hiring good mm. people, let them do their job, um, you know, and, uh, not looking over their shoulder. Um, I guess this off season, um, I've been a little bit more inspired by, I know a lot of people are, and you can't really live up to this um, standard, but like like Kirby Smart and Nick Saban yeah. and those guys that are so – they, especially Kirby, like, you know, just he does – Kirby does such a good job of riding that line between knowing everything that's going on, knowing in the entire program 
know, and the entire offense, the entire defense, the entire special teams, um, but still not being a micromanager at the same time. Like mm -hmm. Owen, knowing enough to hold his coaches and his players highly accountable, but also not necessarily telling them what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, as a, I guess a good coach is always trying to find that, find that, uh, that middle space between being a micromanager and also being laissez-faire. You don't want to be either one of those yeah. on that extreme. So just kind of trying to find that middle, you know, that middle space and being a better advisor and better leader to our coaches and, uh, you know, having a better grip of playing complimentary football. And cause that's really my responsibility in a lot of ways and, and how we, how the whole package kind of fits together, offense, defense, special teams and everything. What's else been the big thing you've adapted since your first year at Brookwood to now? Oh Lord. Um, a lot of things. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I think it would be, um, just being comfortable in my own skin, probably, mm -hmm. you know, with, um, you know, I guess when I took the job, you know, I've, you know, I'm kind of standing on the shoulders of two giants. I'm the third head coach yep. since 1986. And, um, and those guys weren't me, but it's still, I was kind of young and still growing as a head coach and having to, having to become me. And that's still mm -hmm. being played out every single day, kind of being a better version of me. Um, but I think just the whole package, you know, was, Pretty good at at, le at leadership and just trying to be better. Really, this off season at you know at accountability, you know, um, adult accountability, player accountability. Um, I'm a very relational person, so sometimes mm -hmm. if you're relational, you might be a little too grace giving or a little too uh, pat on the back. It'll be okay, and you know, trying to work on being a little bit more confrontational and you know being demanding without being demeaning and that kind of stuff. So that, that that's where I'm trying to grow right now the most. And I imagine that's just got to be really hard. It's, I mean, kids are changing, personalities are changing, expectations are changing, circumstances are changing. I imagine that's probably one of the hardest things to to balance between being tough and being um, forthright and explaining the why. Because I've just so many coaches, it's now the biggest difference with kids. Um, today's youth versus um, our, our days is the why, uh, answering the why and understanding that that's not coming from a place of uh, defiance. It's just that's just where they're at. That's their personality. That's the generational question is if you explain like how this is going to help me, then that goes a long way for a Absolutely. lot of kids. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, I think that constant communication is so important being present, yeah. being available, you know, and just constant communication, good, bad, and indifferent. And, you know, and never, you know, the, when you have to correct and hold people accountable, it never needs, it never needs to be personal. It's just about, mm -hmm good of the organization and about our goals and, you know, where we're, where we're all going as an organization. And, um, and then I think lastly, you know, you can't, you can't have rules without relationships, right? Yep. So I think you've got to, you've got to communicate, you got to communicate love, you got to communicate care, you got to communicate the fact that you care about them as a, as a total human being and you care about their future and what they become. And it's not just about, you know, the the present and what they can do for you on a Friday night between the white lines. It's, you know, we're, we're trying to do this for a bigger purpose and you want to communicate that as well. Um, and then when they kind of sense all those things, I think they sense your heart and they know where you're coming mm -hmm. from and they understand it's, you know, they, they're able to make that correction while at the same time, you know, not, not getting rebellious or defiant because of it. They kind of realize what the big picture is. And, you know, my, my brother's head coach up in Hall County, you know, he's mm -hmm. got to say, um, He's got, um, what is it exactly? Um, 
you know, one of the things I'm telling my coaches all the time is to speak truth and love. And mm. um, not only is it a verse in the Bible, but, you know, my brother has a thing in his coach's office up at Cherokee Bluff that says, um, love without truth deceives and the truth without love destroys, but truth with love develops. And hmm. um, I think that's what we're all kind of after, you know, as coaches. So I love it. I love that coach. Um, what game from last season are you still thinking about? What this off season, it's been a couple of months removed now. What, what game have you thought about the most since the season ended? Well, I think for all of us, it's the South Gwinnett game. We finished, hmm. um, had a rough year. We played, uh, went four and six. Um, and, um, and so we actually kind of a crazy stat that we have is that, um, um, is that all four of our wins were all won on the last offensive possession. And, um, so not good for the heart rate and the blood pressure for you. (laughs) (laughs) So it kind of says, it kind of admits too that, man, we're really close to being worse Mm -hmm. than four and six, but, um, but also so, on the positive side, you're close to being better too. And that's uh, right. You're breaking through. Yeah. Glass half full. And then, um, so four and six, and then, you know, but last offensive possession and two of those wins, crazy enough. Sorry, hold on one second. We have these like, we have these like motion sensors and they just kind of randomly go off. <laughs> it's all good. You need a clapper. Or whatever. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So two of those wins against South Gwinnett and against Carver Columbus mm. were both won because our female kicker, uh, Caitlin mm. Soroka, kicked an onside kick. We recovered and went down the field and scored on the last offensive possession to win. So, yeah. um, so both those were huge wins. And the last one was against South Gwinnett. I wasn't even there. I got suspended against Parkview. I don't know if you've heard the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got thrown out against Parkview and um, put me out for the next game. So I wasn't even there, but was obviously following closely. and. Yeah, we were down 14 um, with a minute 46 left, I believe, and went down and scored. Kicked an onside kick, recovered it. They said we were off sides. Um, kicked an onside kick again, recovered it, went down and scored on literally the last offensive play of the game. Lined up for a two-point conversion instead of going to overtime. Mm-hmm. And um, they were still kind of in their nickel defense with all their wide receivers and all didn't change personnel, so we ran like an inside zone Kind of, kind of a, really more of a duo mm-hmm. inside zone play for for a touchdown or for a two point conversion to win the game, and so I think that one is you know despite a rough season, I think we've all benefited from the momentum. You know, it's not often in high school football that you win your last game. You know, yeah. um, unless you just either don't. You know, we didn't go to the playoffs, but we got a chance to win the last game and kind of go into the off season a little bit with some with some momentum because of that one. Kind of the dramatic way we won and some of the pieces that won it were guys that were were young and we're excited about coming back and they're going to be a lot of centerpieces. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
because of what we're doing in the future. Isn't that kind of good though, too, to like kind of, Hey, there's kind of reset. You want to make the playoffs every year. I get that. Um, well here in Tennessee, everybody makes playoffs. You're three and seven. You're making the playoffs and T double It's a ridiculous system coach. I'm trying to work on it. I'm trying to fix this. It's crazy town, uh, with how many people make the playoffs, um, here in East Tennessee. But, um, it's a reset, right? You're playing big white football. You're in one of the toughest counties, toughest, toughest regions, toughest classifications. And I think there's something when you're playing a, a young team, like you said, it will pay off in the long run because those guys got a lot of reps they would not have gotten otherwise with more of a difficult young youth built season. But you look at it and you're like, hey, this is kind of like, hey, we it, you can't take anything for granted. You can't just be like, we're Brookwood, so we're going to make the playoffs. We're going to just walk our way uh, into success year over year, right? Like that's something for the bulletin board and motivational going to next year. It's like, hey, yeah, this was tough, but like this is a reminder that uh, right. it's not easy. It's not easy that's to right. sustain this year over year. Yeah, I compare, you know, a lot in a lot of ways. I mean, there's 22, high, there's 22 public high schools in Gwinnett. And, you know, I compare a lot. 22 now? Yeah. Goodness gracious. So I compared a lot to the NFL, you know, I mean, in, in terms mm. especially like last year we played, you know, it, it was a gauntlet. And so mm-hmm. you know, in the NFL, I mean, even even the teams that don't have the bad, the best records can turn around yeah. and beat you on, you know, any given Sunday. So so they say so. Yeah, it's very similar to that here in Gwinnett. I mean, we just you know, there we've literally got to be up every single week um, yeah. and be our best. And it's tough. And if you are have a little bit of a younger and inexperienced team. You know, in 2021 and 22, I think we graduated 28 mm-hmm. um, scholarship players, um, which is really fantastic. And those guys. And so this this year was a year with a lot of youth. And um, and you're right. I mean, you can't you can't take anything for granted. I will say, you know, I've, I've you know, I'm going into year 10. And, you know, unless you're one of these schools that can just recruit hand over foot, and just bring these new guys in every year. You know, most of most of us high schools follow a normal um talent cycle i guess you could yeah. say high school and so you know i've had the the benefit as a head coach of going through some of these cycles before and you kind of know who you have and what you got coming and where you need to invest and sometimes and i've been very blessed with a very supportive administration and um athletic director that you know they kind of understand where we're coming from as well and so sometimes um you know sometimes you got to you know, make the long-term investment. It might not look good in the short term, but it'll pay off in the long term. So, you know, we've had these years where we've played a lot of young kids before and, you know, down the road it's it's paid off. I hope it does the same thing. But like you said, you know, there's no assurance of that. So no. you got to work. And that's been, our, that's been our big thing this offseason is just working our absolute tail off every single day and, and uh, you know, in every way we can. I love it. Um, for the folks that, like, they're, they're in the bleachers, the fans watching – week up a week they don't see this but you're seeing this in the tape in the in the film room every single week who was an unsung tape guy for your team last year who did a lot for your team to keep y'all in games and just kind of did a lot of the dirty work that a lot of folks would not have maybe it was just blocking on the outside maybe it was just uh it could be anything who who really stood out in that way um you know I think I, I maybe I call it unsung or underrated. We had a receiver named Lee Niles that most of my mm-hmm. years here he would have been, um, he would have been one of the best ones we had. Um, and uh, he's still at the end of ten games um, led led the county in yards and touchdowns and mm-hmm. um, and that's despite the fact the year before we lost Lonergan, yeah, who's a quarterback who's at Alabama now, and um, we had 
we had two good guys that played a lot of quarterback for us, but um, but in a lot of ways they were, um, you know, they were given a hard task of following Dylan. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. So we're quite as prolific at that position, but despite that, Lee had a fantastic year. Um, and so Lee had an incredible year and, you know, and I think he's one on offense and on defense. We had, uh, Jose Valentino Meyer was our safety and, mm. uh, just a passionate kid leader and, um, emerged as a, as a real star for us last year at safety and led the team in tackles and, you know, and, you know, I think if you were in the organization, you knew how important these two guys were to us, but outside the organization, you know, a lot of the guys, because of our record or because maybe we weren't as successful as a couple of years before, I think these guys and, you know, if we'd been a little bit more successful as a team, these guys would have would have gotten a little bit more love, a little bit more attention to kind of statewide and all that. So I love that. Um, what are some early you talk about like your it, with Brooklyn, the way you're building is like you kind of know what you've got over this cycle. Is there going to be p- key personnel differences, do you think, based on what you saw from this young group this year on offense or defense? Do you think uh, base packages might be a little bit different from what folks saw last year? Or do you think you'll be able to build off what uh, what you were running a lot last year and kind of keep build off what we were doing last, I think build off what we were doing last year where we're mm. where most of our experience comes back is on the offensive line, mm. at tight end and at running back. Um, and so I think you'll see a team that, you know, we have. Uh, most are offensive line back. We have a a running back, um, Braden Tyson, who I said is you know, he's already been offered by half of the SEC. He's six, mm-hmm. 15 years old, and he's 6'1", 215 pounds, and runs a 4'4". I mean, he's a special player, and his dad was D'Angelo Tyson, played in the NFL and played mm-hmm. for Jordan. Um, and we have three really, really quality tight ends and versatile. You know, they, mm-hmm. they do different things well. And so um, excited about what we'll be able to do. A lot of 21 personnel. 21, 22. We did a lot Mm -hmm. of 13 last year. So, um, you know, be able to be able to, you know, use us, you know, a lot of the defense coordinators don't really like tight ends, especially ones that are versatile because they don't really know Mm -hmm. um, those guys kind of disguise what you're trying to do in a lot of ways, because they're those swing players that you you can line up, you know, for us with some of the guys we've got coming back, we can, you know, we can look like we're in 12 personnel and look like we're about to hammer you with, you know, or we can flex those guys out a little bit and, you know, be in more like a 10 personnel look where we're going to sling it around a little bit and the defense won't really be able to tell, you know, uh, personnel. Colquitt and uh, Langston were doing that a lot these past couple of years, mm-hmm. like Nycar and t- company like that. Yeah, it's a it's a Swiss Army knife for defensive coordinators mm-hmm. when you have guys like that. Right. So I think that's what we're excited about is that, that versatility on offense in terms of you know, being able to, you know, we need, we will definitely intend to establish our foundation on the ground, being a physical football team, knocking people off the ball, making them commit more hats to the box and more to the run and that, you know, having the opportunities open up from there. Um, but again, being able to be creative and versatile with those tight ends. And we've got um, some young receivers we feel excited about. They're still a little bit unproven. Um, defensively, you know, we'll, we'll still be who we are. Um, yeah. We um, we return most of the folks from our front seven, um, but only one in our secondary. So um, back end is where we'll have the most youth. Um, but up front, we feel really good about who we have. And Coach Niver, our defensive coordinator, I mean, he's mm-hmm. a he's an aggressive attacking guy, very versatile. You know, he can, you know, with a word or two, he can go from three four to three three to four yeah. three. I mean, he can four two five. I mean, he can. He's kind of well. He's been a defensive coordinator for I think twenty three years, so he can. Um, He's, you know, very experienced and 
knows how to how to disguise his looks very well. But you know, personality wise, we're still going to be a very aggressive, um, you know, pressure based team. And you know, um, so we we take a lot of pride in putting a lot of pressure on the offense and showing a lot of different looks that way. And you know, and, and Coach Nybert does a really good job. Is he doesn't even call them blitzes because they're really more pressures and yeah, you know, and um, kind of like as is the the modern trend. You know, we're not just blitzing to go sack the quarterback. We're, we're blitzing to put pressure on the offense and to make them do something they don't want to do and also show a lot of things that we don't eventually do. Um, and also most, you know, a lot of our pressures are run pressures too, where we're mm -hmm. trying, you know, take away what they do well in the run game too. So. I love it. Um, where are you deepest going into next year? Where do you feel like you're the, the, the this position group is the, the strongest going into next year? Well, I already mentioned the three tight ends and we have one or two yeah. behind them even that could see a good bit of play in time. We've got a, um, we've got three that played a lot. Also Dylan Lonergan's little brother is mm. a young tight end for us and he's coming up and he's a real versatile kid too. We've got a freshman that's real good. So probably the tight end position, to be honest, um, is where we're the deepest. We feel really good about linebacker as well. We've got most of our starters back at linebacker. Um, so I guess we're kind of talking about the big skill positions, you know, the, yeah. the, the running backs, tight ends and linebackers. Um, and we feel really good about our offensive line too. I'll be honest. We've got um, um, and so I mean we've got good pieces all over the field. Um, so you know, just more than anything right now, we, we we've got what we need. We just got to continue to, you know, like I said, it's you know we've got to we've got to build a team and not just a collection of talent, which you know is one of the hardest things to do as a coach these days. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I'll leave you with this, coach. So spring break. Two months away. We talk about recharging here. Where are you going this year? Are you getting away? Are you going to get? I have no, I have no plans yet. No, no plans yet. Where have you not been? What's What's the bucket list spring break uh, location for you? You know, I mean, there's a lot of bucket list places, but they have to be paid for. Um, yeah. You know, eventually. Um. You know, eventually, I don't know. I was. Uh, I guess my I guess my roots are in England. You know, I'd love to okay. go back. To someday and a little bit you know i got my little bit inspired by this guy too i got my ted lasso uh there you go funko pop guy mm -hmm. you know got got all wrapped up in a ted lasso when it was on tv don't know if you got a chance to see that as well but um ted lasso is awesome. great yeah yeah so okay i mean that's where that's set so maybe one day i'll get back to to london and just kind of be all the churchill stuff and go to all the pubs and you know go to the you know, see all the, uh, you know, the, the royalty kind of kind of deal would be fun. So okay, England. That's I, not, I don't that, not, not, not the most relaxing, you know. But yeah. Anyway, no, that's a good one. I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, well, coach, how do the good folks tuning in here all across Gwinnett County, Brookwood uh, fans, alums, um, the good folks? Uh, how do they support your program and everything you got going on this spring? Well, we have. Um, I think the biggest thing is we have um, we have a great website, brookwoodfootball.com, pretty easy to follow. We have um, our Instagram and our Twitter X handle is um, at Bronco underscore FT ball. Mm -hmm. um, we have, I think, a little biased, but I think we have the best content creator in high school football, a guy named Chad Price, who's yeah. a Brookwood alum, and the, the content he puts out for us is just outstanding. So I'd encourage him. I think it's on par with any – with any major college, to be honest with you. So he does a great job with our social accounts. Um, and, uh, you know, if anybody, we also, you know, we've got 
some fundraisers coming up. If anybody wants to participate and that kind of stuff, but we look forward to to having a big year. We really feel like it's you know we're really really excited about the future. Just trying to drive out any any sense of complacency and staleness around here. Just freshen everything up and get after it this fall. I love it. Well, coach, good luck for every game except for one. You know which game I I can't in good conscience wish you well in. And unfortunately, it's just by okay. it's the bylaws. It's the Battle of Five Forks bylaws. I get it. I get it. I mean, I appreciate your loyalty. Yeah. But uh, I just want to make sure you're just as nice to me next year after we uh, after we beat their ass as you are this year. Wow. I mean, I'm going to hold you to it, coach. We're going <laughs> to like I'm going to hold you to that guy. I'm holding you to that one. <laughs> I, I love it. Well, I've got it over here. Like when we move, I have the the helmets, the two helmets, the Battle of Five Forks right here. It's just off camera, but it's it's awesome. And I, I love having it. Yeah. And, uh, I think you just... showed me that last time. Yeah. And I hope, it's... you know, that is, uh, you know. Not intended to be. That's yeah, totally fun. Not not intended to be bulletin board material at all. Just no. kidding, because part of it. Look forward to it. <laughs> I love it. He gets it. Hey, no, it's good. Rivalries are fun. Uh, let's lean into them in sports. They're good. Uh, Philip, thank you so much for making the time, as always. And we'll have to check back in again soon. Absolutely, Chase. Great being with you always, man. Thanks, Coach. We'll all right, talk to you. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.